ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to the ALG podcast. If you're listening to this on the day of drop, then happy Friday to you. Really quick at the top of the show, I just want to remind you guys to five-star rate and review the show. I love reading these five-star rates and reviews, and I like hearing what you guys have to say about the podcast, so please keep those coming. And we are supposed to uh, announce three yeah, winners. We'll do, we'll do it on social media. Yeah, we're going to announce those three winners on social media to uh, announce who wins the Accountable Life Journal. Woo! Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I really do. I love I love reading those reviews. And the more reviews we get, the more I would like to post them. So please leave those honest reviews. Five-star rate us. Anyway, here we go. As always, I am John Arpino, otherwise known as JRP's Journey. And I am joined alongside my partner in crime, David Roden, otherwise known as fit underscore D rock on Instagram. And together we are the accountable life group guys. Uh, guys, today we are talking about body dysmorphia. This is a phenomenal conversation. Yeah. Um, so body dysmorphia, let's just get down to the nitty gritty of it really quick. Why don't we define body dysmorphia? Body dysmorphia, in my opinion, is, um, well, is it real? Yes, it's real. Uh, do people suffer from it? Absolutely. But as me and David kind of, you know, we briefly talked about what we were going to talk about on the show before we got on. Um, I think, and and David as well, there's different levels to body dysmorphia, right? There, just like everything. Yeah, just like everything else, you know, there's obviously ex extreme spectrums of body dysmorphia that people have that you should definitely seek help. Um, and then, you know, there's there's lower ends of body dysmorphia that we have, especially us in the weight loss community world that we suffer from, whether, you know, you're you're still losing uh, weight, you've lost an extreme amount of weight, um, maybe you're stuck in one single place. Um, but also now, David, not to mention, I, I think it's what's it's important too is like body dysmorphia crosses all obesity and health perspectives. Right. I mean, from I mean, I've taught, I have, I've had friends go through the anorexic body dysmorphia, where they have to get leaner and leaner and leaner and leaner, and they're almost basically looking sickly for the sake of. 2% body fat and all this kind of stuff all the way to the obesity side where um, you even with the weight loss, you still see yourself as that fat 400 pound person that 300 pound person that 500 pound person, whatever, and you're still mentally stuck with that vision. So like this, this goes across all spectrums here, people. Absolutely. This is and I, I think it's really cool um, to kind of share that it's been cool to see. I've seen it from both sides because this is where I always talk about health and happiness has such a great, such a great balance to it because 
doing a bodybuilding show, you get to see how unhealthy both physically and mentally some of these people are in the bodybuilding community. It's like nitpicking uh, their biceps are not big enough or, um, or they have a little bit of fat and love handles. They just can't get off and they're willing to do anything, including detriment, like destroy their own physical health in order for this, this false reality of the perfect body. Absolutely. So let's actually define what body dysmorphia is. Mm -hmm. So body dysmorphia, BDD, is defined as a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. The flaw may be minor or imagined, but the person may spend hours a day trying to fix it. The person may try many cosmetic procedures or extreme, excuse me, extreme exercise to try to get past the body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. And here's what I didn't know. Um, and now I'm getting all this from the handy dandy Google machine. Oh, um, more than 200,000 people across America suffer by a doctor suffer from BDD. So BDD body dysmorphia. Is there a difference between um, being insecure and body dysmorphia? Oh, hundred percent. And that's the whole thing is like, Body dysmorphia to me, and this is where it's so important in one of the biggest things that I've kind of listening to Tony Robbins, listening to all this kind of stuff, not only just listening to other people, but utilizing it in my own life. And I think about how was I able to get over these different hurdles? And one of the one of the pushbacks that I will say to body dysmorphia and just the idea of this in general is be careful defining yourself. And the reason why I say that is just like I've, I've talked about in different podcasts. I've talked about it in my, my book I published. I talk about different things where it's like your beliefs are more important than you know. And your, your affirmations, your incantations, mm-hmm. these things you say again and again and again and again and again create serious control and meaning over your life. And saying, think, think about it in the, in the limelight of, you know what? I struggle with confidence because of my man boobs. Okay. And I have body dysmorphia. What sounds a little harder to get over? Right. Body dysmorphia. Exactly. You create this massive connection. Not saying it's not a serious issue and something you have to work on. But just be careful on this limelight. I think that helped me out immensely personally, where it's like, am I perfect? Far from it. I still have some Absolutely. stomachs. I still got some plenty. I got my I got my scars. I got my all different types of stuff. And I just know from where I used to be obsessing over how obese I was with the fat and how it was going to work. And a great example, <laughs> a great example. People, everyone knows, and it's no, it's no, you see a before picture. I had some salami nipples. Like they, they weren't even pepperonis. No, they were, they were some Canadian bacon salami ass nipples. Absolutely. Now with my excess, with my excess skin removal surgery in my chest, did they get cut smaller? Yes. Are they still quite a bit bigger than the average nipple? Yes. And guess what? I've had, <laughs> Josh is laughing. And guess yeah. what? 
Areola it's, boy. <laughs> it's something I've had to learn to accept. And I take my shirt off and the scars on my chest and the nipples I have. I literally have no just like focus on it. I just don't give a shit anymore because right. I, I live my life. I've made that switch to I'm living my life for health and happiness. And the size of my nipples do not affect my health and my happiness. I won't allow it. Um, so that's kind of like something that, yeah, it's not, it's not the size of the nipple, David, you know, uh, the, of the dog, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, um, body dysmorphia, see, it, it's, it's so interesting to me because I will fully say that I did not know what body dysmorphia was until I got into the weight loss Instagram community. Mm hmm point blank like it was not a word it was not it, it was not a part of my vocabulary i didn't know what it was and then you you see this word getting tossed around left and right all over the place and i've used it myself i've knowing what it is now i know that i've suffered through it mm -hmm. but before that it was just be it was just called being self-conscious you know what yeah. i mean like it was just a little bit of an insecurity but now you know we kind of give things fancy words now and definitions and whatnot and everything's an issue but and I'm not I'm not discrediting body dysmorphia because, um, again, I've suffered through it. I suffer through it sometimes still to this day. I don't think that there's anyone out there that is a thousand percent happy with their appearance. Twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days a year Duh. Front and back. It's not you know what Doesn't I mean? Exist. Like your favorite Instagram person, like your, your role model on Instagram or anywhere, they wake up in the morning and they still have a problem with the way that they look. Mm -hmm. I, and, and that's just being human. Like, that's something that you also have to put in perspective here, guys. Like, we all have this mental image of what we want to be, right? I would love to be, you know, I'm six foot five. Thank God I have the height. But like, I would love to have a 12 pack ab. Like, you know, like I would love to have, you know, 25 inch biceps, you know, like I would have, I would love to have calves the biggest a city block, but like, it just doesn't happen. Don't now. bring the calves into this, John. Yeah tiny calves don't um, bring the calves in <laughs> but like seriously like and then we try to paint this picture of the perfect reality for ourselves and then we can't get there mm -hmm. but we're not supposed to get there no you know what i mean like it's not all cookie cutter someone asked me today do i still deal with body image issues i will tell you that you know i love my body I'm acceptive of my, I'm accepting of my body, my self image and all of that. But are there days where I wake up and I'm just like, you know, you have a little bit of a role here, John. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not in love with it today. Absolutely. hundred percent. Like, a thousand percent. But you can't let that continue to bury you in a hole mentally because mm -hmm. I've let that happen. Like I have totally, totally let that happen. And this is, and I'm talking about me right now, like John Arpino, who's talking to you right now, just got over a spat of having this like mental, not a breakdown. Um, and, you know, a problem with body dysmorphia in the sense of, you know, I took so much time off um, because of skin surgery, having excess skin surgery, having my chest done recently. And then before that, having COVID. So for, to set up that timeline for you, um, I got COVID the week after New Year's Eve, right? So the first week of January, I had COVID, boom, two weeks, 14 days, boom, COVID. The following two weeks after that, after I was cleared and good to go, I hopped on a flight and flew to LA and had my chest done, right? So now that brings us to the middle of February. And then I was off from the gym from 
the end of December till I wasn't cleared to go back to the gym till probably the middle of March. Now we're in June, right? So there was that whole span of time where I was not on my regular routine. I was not lifting because I physically couldn't lift because I had to, you know, rest and recover and heal properly and yada, yada, yada. So what happens then? The mind goes, right? Like the mind just keeps running and running and running and running and running because you're not giving it any other distraction because that's what life is, right? Life is just one big distraction Mm -hmm. for the most part. You wake up, you go to work, you're distracted for the next eight hours. You go to the gym, you're distracted for two hours. Like you go do something with your friends, you're distracted for that amount of time. So I was taken away from my distraction, right? Um, So within that time, I start playing head games with myself. Um, Not that I thought that, you know, oh, you're getting fat again. No, it wasn't that. My eating was on point. You know, I was drinking my water. I was fully hydrated. I was still doing my thing. I was walking. But because I wasn't lifting and I wasn't, you know, exercising and, and pushing myself to my limits, it started to creep up like, Oh, you're not as strong as you used to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you're not you're not as fit as you were. Oh, you're starting to get ugly. Like and what would happen was that was starting to bleed into my regular life. So then I noticed that I was irritable and miserable and anxious and I didn't know why. Right? And I had no idea why. I guess in the back of my head I kind of knew what was going on, but like being off my routine and allowing these old feelings to kind of creep up again brought me back to a place that I hadn't been in a while. And I feel like that's natural. And I feel like when you go through this, this journey, I, I feel like you need to expect this to happen. It's not like, you know, not to steal a line from David, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows, you know, all the time. You're going to hit a bump in the road. You're going to have a hiccup. You're Something is going to happen. You're going to have an injury. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Um, or the excess weight. Like, I mean, the excess skin removal. Like, guys, I am blessed. And I know David will say the same for himself. Blessed to be able to have skin surgery, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we lived with that skin. We hated it. You know, we were insecure about it. Maybe it was causing rashes or whatever, whatever the case may be. But when you go through that downtime, you'd start to notice stuff, stuff that isn't really even there. I mean, like, can you agree with me, David? Like, do you do you remember being in that recovery mode and just like not being where you were at and just kind of having way more time to self-reflect? And then, oh, yeah, election becomes a downward spiral. It's it's 100 percent momentum. And this is this goes into like the whole um, you talk about physiology, focus, language and focus like. Where does your, where habitually do you go? Like, that's the whole thing. I think everyone occasionally looks at like, they see this flaw and say, your tooth is not as straight as something else. You you have a mole on the neck, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. The question is how habitually do you go there? Like, I think that's the biggest thing that comes down to. Are you going to be perfect all the time? I'm like, you know what? I love every little piece of me. No, but how often do you go? You know, what? I love my shoulders. I love my smile's fantastic. My eyes are sweet. Mm-hmm. Like I got delts the size of billboards. Mm-hmm. I, this is cool. Right. And the, like, hey, do I do I want to work on my calves? Yes, I want to work on my calves. Is my self worth and who I am as a person in my calves? No, right. no. 
the the body dysmorphia issue that comes into play is how habitually do you go there and how is your self-worth in that as in do you think it inherently controls the value of who you are as an individual i think that's one of the things the body positivity people have right which is your self-worth isn't in being obese isn't like isn't your body all this kind of stuff now what they have it twisted is acting like you can be healthy at every size right that's where it's like I, i constantly go back to health and happiness have such a great balance to it that's like my constant statement I say to people, because guess what? Going to as far as bodybuilding competitions, going as far down that rabbit hole as you can, that that health and happiness starts to pendulum out because everyone's on all these anabolics. Everyone is so nip. They're willing to destroy their bodies, mm-hmm. their, their livers, their kidneys, all this stuff for, for a but even like, let's not, let's not even say that every, every bodybuilder is on stuff. No, no, right? no, like, no, 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 no. But I'm saying people like people in that area can go there to the opposite spectrum of the, the other side, which is, well, I'm just happy with who I am. Well, that's fine and dandy. You can be happy at being obese all you want, but right. it ain't healthy either. Well, I, I was I was coming from the front of like, okay, let's just let's just say that every bodybuilder ever since the beginning of time has all been all, all natty, right? Mm-hmm. They're still putting themselves through almost an eating disorder for for quite a bit of a while. You know yep. what I mean? Like the whole leaning out, you know, but the whole prep, you know, um, and that's gonna start to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like some of my really really tight, very good friends, they're all bodybuilders, and I've literally watched my friend the the leanest he's ever been in his life and asked me, yo, my face, doesn't it just look fat as fuck? And no, hundred like, percent. His eyes are sunk into his head. He sunk like into his chest. Yeah, yeah. Like literally. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And that's the whole point. Well, I, I was just right. using no, yeah, no, steroids as an example. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's just, it's, and the, the issue is you see so many people deal with the perfect picture. And this is yeah. something I've dealt with a little bit too is you take a, a bodybuilding competition day picture and it's the most lean, like aesthetic picture you'll ever take in your life. And then, so it's here. And then everything else, but everything else is sub that. So you're always like, well, I'm not as lean as I was in competition. And now you have this again, self-worth issue thinking that you have to be that 24 seven, 365, mm-hmm. like, cause like competition prep, you are dehydrating yourself. You're doing all types yeah. of stuff that is not healthy. Absolutely. Or happy for that no. matter. And, and no. again, you, it's, that's the whole thing is like being able to live within this healthy means of one of the best ways to deal with body dysmorphia is constantly go back to health and happiness. Yes. Am I in a health, am I in a healthy place? Yes. And I need to be happy with who I am. Like that's, that's like one of my, my big things I go down because again, like, I think one of the things that helped me out a lot when it comes to body image issues is like, you constantly have to go back to give yourself number one perspective. I think it's important and be honest with yourself and say, Hey, my worth is not in the aesthetic look of my body. Like it's not like, do, am I, am I, am I confident because I treat my body with respect it deserves? Yes. hundred percent. And that's why it's, it's fun. And bodybuilding to me is an enjoyable process. I enjoy 
the workout routines. I enjoyed the muscle fatigue and that whole process. Some people could say the same thing about uh, long distance running. They love the idea of their physical exertion comes from long distance running. Sweet. I hate long distance running. Oh yeah. I, it's awful. Like I hate, I hate short distance running. <laughs> it's like, Mike, I respect you so much for your long distance running. Not right. my thing. Not yeah. my <laughs> There was a day and age where I was after I did the, the bodybuilding competition where I was like, hey, should I do an Ironman? Then I look at myself and I'm like, you know what? I could could I fight myself through this process? Yes. Right. Is it going to physically hurt my my body in the in the process? Probably. Absolutely. And so is it really worth it? For me as an individual, no. Other people, they could do that process. It wouldn't hurt them physically. And it's a good way to push their limits. Sweet. But that's being honest with yourself. I think that's a great thing to do with, within body dysmorphia as well, is being honest with yourself and being, being really transparent, super transparent. Meaning honesty is always so interesting because people always take the honesty and they, they act like it's honest, but it's actually not being honest with yourself at all. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yep. sit here and it's like, all right, honestly, could I lose 15 pounds? Yeah. In reality, I'm in a healthy position. There's nothing wrong with me right now. Right. But it's like, no, you're a fat piece of shit. Yeah. Is that really honestly where you're at? Mm -hmm. let's be let's be real here. Let's be let's be honest here. There's nothing wrong with some some real honesty. Honestly. I'm 15 pounds overweight, but I'm plenty healthy and plenty happy. And let's live here. <laughs> of course. And, and and like just just a reminder for those that are on a weight loss journey or maybe you're somebody who is, you know, done the weight loss journey and you've reached your goal. Right. But now you're thinking to yourself, well, I still don't look good enough. You know, you can't chase the dragon here. You know what I mean? Because that's when problems arise. That's when you create unhealthy habits. That's when you start, you know, living in that negative mindset that you just fought so hard to get out of because the, ne the negative mindset you have when you're obese when, and, and, and you keep dreaming of this magical dream body of yours, that same dragon's going to pop up when you finally lost 200, 250 pounds, even 150 pounds, something like that. Mm -hmm. And you look in the mirror and you're like, well, I hit my goal, but, you know, I, I, I still don't have those abs. You know, my, mm -hmm. my, my back is not ripped. You can't harp on all the little things. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the habits. That's what we talked about. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's where you get into the habits of everything. It's like, where do you habitually go? Right. And so where, where is the line for you? Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's something that you have to figure out, too. You have to figure out where the line is for you and you have to figure out, OK, well, how am I going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. you know, because you will feel the spiral. You will feel the mental slip up. You will notice it in your character because it's happened to me. You mm -hmm. know, I, I and I, I listen when I'm on some shit. I'm the first person to call me out on my shit when my shit's done. You know what I mean? And being Maybe not during my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not during my shit, but like afterward, I'll turn around and be like, hey, I've been a dick for like the last three months. My bad. Like I had a little bit of a menstrual cycle there, you know, like yeah. just a little, just a little bit. Um, so how do we take ourselves out of that place? Now, I know David kind of touched on that a little while ago, but again, it, it, it's all about that self-talk. You know, and we talk about that a lot on this podcast, but how you speak to yourself 
is what the universe is going to bring you every single time. I truly, truly, truly believe that because I've watched it happen in my life. You know, I wouldn't tell you guys something that I didn't believe in. I wouldn't try to like write you a, a magical tale that is not going to come true. The more you talk into existence, oh, you know, I'm looking fat again. I'm looking fat again. I'm looking fat again. I'm looking fat. Boom. All of a sudden, holy shit. Well, it happened. Why did it happen? Why did it happen? Because you mentally allowed yourself to go there, which mentally allowed you to break all the good habits that you had. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, all those bad habits that you worked so hard to get rid of, they crept back in, you know, because you're sitting there at night and you're like, well, you know, I kind of already think that I'm fat anyway. So let me go eat this bag of popcorn. You know what I mean? Or let, let, let me go have that bag of chips because mm -hmm. I feel this way already. I already told myself this is how it is. And then what's going on? You're creating that future for you. Mm -hmm. You know, so self the affirmations again, affirmations are beautiful things, guys. Look into that mirror and name three things you love about yourself. Just do it every single day, whether build whether habits you are mentally like whether you mentally feel that you are in love with your body or whatever, you can find three things mm -hmm. that you love about yourself, you know, and you just have to constantly remind yourself, number one, where you came from. So you know, where you started, where you are right now and, and how you truly feel about you. Um, the universe is always listening. I say that a lot, but the universe is listening and the universe is going to put in front of you exactly what you asked for. So be careful what you ask for. You know, that's, that's the other, and that's the, the flip side of the coin, you yeah, know, because I go into, I go into the whole science guys. It's, it's, uh, it's called the reticular activating system. RAS for short. It's a part of your brain where whatever you continually focus on, your body's going to search out. Isn't it fascinating where it's like, you know what? I love red Corvettes. I love red Corvettes. And guess what? Next day, all you see is red Corvettes. It's just all you, you, I swear, I swear I never saw red Corvettes before, but now I'm seeing them everywhere. And the same thing goes with flaws. The same thing goes with everything else. Where's my flaw? Where's my flaw? Where's my flaw? Your brain is not your friend. Your brain is just a big old computer that is tell that does what you ask of it. Right. And so if you habitually go, where's my flaw? Your brain's just going to go, well, David, you got salami nipples. Exactly. And then it's going to go. And you know tiny what? calves. <laughs> He's such an asshole. <laughs> Guys, can you please comment that John's an asshole? Please and thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. Your chest looks really good though, right now. Like <laughs> no. that angle. If you just stay at that angle wait, with wait, that, wait, 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 there right, you go. There, no, wait, it, there. Right, there it is. Yeah. No, no, but flip of the coin, and then going into the comparison game. This is a whole different tangent, but I think it's so important because I've had recently multiple people reach out to me through the ALG community, just talking about like, I wish I looked like you. I wish I looked like you. And wow, I'm not just. <laughs> Just saying. And isn't it funny that I'm going to rag on you in two seconds. I do the same thing. I do the same thing of like, gosh, I wish I looked like Steve or I wish I looked like, and being, oh, yeah. being able to go, David, you're your own place. I, I fucking, you got to And I, and then I start to pivot and go, you know what you like, look what you've done so far. This is so amazing. And like, it does creep. Like that's, that's what I'm saying is you got to, but you got to squash the demon, like squash the demon young. Or in, in John's case, the dragon. Yep. It's like, don't let the dragon become level eight dragon that eats your face off. And now you're in this huge just spiral. I, I'm it's sorry. Like, I, I didn't want you to think that I was ignoring you this whole time. I just wanted to truly show you what it is that you look like. You're little Debbie. 
Like for those. <laughs> so I just, I just, I really want to know who's been, who's been messing with the energy <laughs> chat and saying, I want to look like little Debbie. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Did you have that picture like saved? <laughs> no, I Googled it just little- now. I wasn't ignoring you. <laughs> Little Debbie, are you such an asshole? Everybody, little. (laughs) What the fuck, little Debbie? That's that. That's that. I've been holding this card for so long. That's what you think of me, little Debbie. It's fucked up. I love you. It's fucked up. You make really good oatmeal cookies. (laughs) You make really good oatmeal cookies. Ah, you know what, David. You got monster shoulders, got yeah, solid see. chest. You know what? You got some pretty good quads. I'm not going to lie. Love your eyes. Got a good smile. I love my hair. I'm not going to lie. I love my freaking hair. You do have nice hair. I do have some. I, I like that flow. Uh-huh. Even with Absolutely. the man bun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's the point. But could I also sit there and go, you know what, David, you still got a little, little flab around here. Yes. You know what? You got a little back, little excess back fat. Yes. You got, you got some of that. This is the whole thing. This is what happens is you allow what could be just a one or two level dragon. And if you let that thing just, just fester and fester and fester and compound and compound, then it turns into a big old savage, like the walking dead or not walking, uh, the ice dragon from, uh, and then um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, and now you're just like you can't even kill it anymore because you you right. allowed it to get there, mm-hmm. and then it's a game to get out of it. And so, being that goes back to habits and just getting in the habit of seeing the value and confident, like where do you where do you like yourself, and getting in that consistency, and also you know talking about it, because we always as humans have this like thing where we're going through something and, and and we're and we're struggling but we refuse to tell people about it and the more that you let that fester and the more you do not express it the more it's going to fucking build up and it's mm-hmm. going to build up and it's going to become a problem and that's what we don't want we don't want a problem right like we want to as soon as we sense a problem we should nip it in the butt automatically mm-hmm. get rid of it because kill the baby be, dragon get it right, out exactly Done. It could be because it's just going to snowball mm-hmm. um and that's what works best for me mm-hmm. now I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, every time I have a problem in my life, I automatically go and I tell somebody, no, I'm just a human just like you. I let that shit fester for a little while. I let it marinate like a good steak in a fridge before I put it on the grill. But then when I finally own up to my shit and I realize, hey, buddy, you got a problem. As soon as I start talking about it, it becomes easier. It Mm -hmm. becomes better better and and i'm talking firsthand right now guys like like i just said i just got rid of i just got out of this mental like lockdown that i was in yeah and that i was in in my mind like i didn't know who i was i'm being honest with you guys like for the for, since like february i really have no idea who no. i have been and it's so funny because i sensed it yeah like i have uh, I had our communication no and stuff yeah has been lighter so like i, I knew you were going through something yeah and you know, I, you know, yesterday I really like broke out of it. Right. Like I really kind of like broke that, that mental wall finally. And then I really had to go in my phone and start texting people and be like, Hey, I appreciate you. I love you. That's why, you know, I texted you. I was like, Hey, I appreciate mm-hmm. you. I love you. I just, I just need to remind you that, you know, um, because 
I was wait. Did I, I get a generic text, or was it like was it heartfelt? Like was no, that, no, was it, was, that it was heartfelt. No, no, it was heartfelt. Was it a copy and paste, John? Was there are copies and paste. Yeah, some people got a copy and paste because there's only so way you could fucking tell somebody I love you and I appreciate you. But David, I love you and I appreciate you. <laughs> my mine's mine's. I think I got a copy and paste. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You did. You got to be, be honest with yourself, yeah. John. Yeah, you did. You did. I'll I'll, I'll text you a real one later. And I'll show you what a real nipple looks like. I love your calves. <laughs> but yeah, guys, like that's what makes it easier. And you and and you have to be honest. Like self-honesty is like so big. And and we group it on them there with self-love. And but the, the whole thing, the, I was just gonna say I, I do want to, yeah, being truthful to yourself, honest with yourself, but truly being truthful and honest because. What do a lot of people do on the, I just want to, can, can, everything's yin and yang. This, this, this brutal honesty is important, but make sure it's not f- like f- perceived beautiful, b- like uh, a brutal honesty, which is like, you know what, David, you actually are just fat piece of shit. Oh, and right. some people, some people will say like, no, I'm just being honest with myself. No, you're fucking not like, stop it. <laughs> right. Would you say that to John? No, I wouldn't say that John. So is that really being honest? Like, no, you're just being a bully to yourself. And I also just want to say this. Um, don't feel like if you've never experienced body dysmorphia, right? And, and that thought has never creeped up on you. Don't think because you're on this journey that you have to experience. You have to have it. No. Because that's a problem too. Yeah. You know, like just because, you know, you see 10, 15 people on Instagram talking about it doesn't mean all of a sudden, well, if I, fuck, if I didn't have body dysmorphia, I must be doing something wrong. Like I, I can, I'm glad you said that because that's that's always a fun one too. It's like yeah, some people didn't emotionally eat, emo like some people don't actually emotionally eat to get themselves to an obese state. Right. So don't act like food has to be a vice for you. Right. Exactly. Like, and and there's people out there and um actually obese to beast John he's a perfect example of this because he he posts this a lot too. He's one of the handful of people that I know that will always say that he was not a miserable obese person. Mm-hmm. You know, like he openly says that for me, it was different. And I'm sure for David, it was different. But like, you don't have to. This isn't a trend like body dysmorphia is not a trend. Like it's it's not like making a reel or making a TikTok and doing some stupid dance challenge. Like don't just create that for yourself just to say that you have it. You know, because then then you're creating. I'm trying to be significant. If everyone else is doing it, I want to be like everybody else. Right. Exactly. 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 So. I think that this was a really great conversation. Fantastic conversation. I feel better. And at the end Who, of the day, that's all that matters. No. Comment below um, if you think that John's an asshole for calling me little Debbie. <laughs> absolutely not. And if you don't think I'm an asshole, then just constantly send pictures of little Debbie to David. Oh, that's fucked up. You know there's people in the ALG community that are gonna send me little Debbie can fucking DM. That's so bad. It's okay. All Listen, right, I gotta figure out what to do I look for like you. Bobby Jr. from uh, Sopranos. I, hey, I have it. I have it. I will show you off air or next next week on the show. I will show you the picture where I look identical to Bobby Jr. from oh, Sopranos funny. and AJ in Sopranos as a kid. But okay? I want to do I something. I want to do something that's like if it's if it involves Sopranos, you're like, yeah. I need to find something that's gonna. You be act like, like you don't like cookies. <laughs> You don't like cookies. I know for a fact you like cookies. I bet you got a pack of cosmic brownies right in that kitchen right there. Cosmic brownie. What are cosmic brownies? Oh, they're made by little Debbie. 
Do you guys not have Little Debbie on that side of the country? We do, but I'll be honest, that's not where I, I go. I go Fresh Bakery, boy. Oh, okay. Like, if I'm going right. to eat a cookie, I want it to be a oh, freaking yeah, yeah, cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Like, Little Debbie, all these, like, generic cookies and, like, generic pastries. It's like, fuck that. I'd rather pay $3, bougie ass, and get something that's delicious than, like, a dollar something that kind of is, like... So wait, well, you, would go, you go to a bakery? I don't know how that side of the country works. Like if oh, we yeah. want something, we go to a bakery. And you we can go, go to a bakery here. Yeah. Okay. They have well, that? Yeah. Like well, wait, every every grocery store is a bakery too. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Nah, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, we have we have full on bakeries too. But yeah. like a lot, most bakeries around here don't do cookies. They're doing more pies. They're doing more donuts. Okay. Pies and donuts are like the big two when it comes really? to bakeries. They don't, bakeries don't do a lot of cookies. Okay, I would I would say. See, I yeah, I guess there's like more of a selection of that on this side of the country. Again, to East Coast, side of the very country. big Italian. Well, no, because we're, I know like, I'm not walking like into a bakery. Miles apart. Listen, but I know I'm not walking into a bakery in Michigan and getting pinoli cookies and rainbow cookies and fucking no. rum balls and yeah, exactly, or fucking cannolis or fucking tiramisu. Yeah, you're getting tiramisu. Okay, but is it made by an Italian guy? I knew you were gonna make some smart ass Italian comment. Is it like is it real? Is it yeah. real Taramus Taramasu? I hate you. I just don't <laughs> like the way your eyebrows go up when you do that. Yeah, that, whatever that is. <laughs> All right, fam. This is a great conversation. All right, guys. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> We take such a serious topic. We have serious moments and we start laughing throughout the whole Yeah, because, you know, a little Debbie. <laughs> how we uh, all right, guys, if you could five-star rate and review this, because I personally feel like this was one of the greatest episodes that we've had in a while. So actually, please five-star and rate the shit out of this fucking thing. Um, I appreciate you guys. Okay, Soprano. In. All right. Empty I, <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, if you took something from it, please share it with somebody who you think would do the same. Um, as always, you can join us each and every single Wednesday night for the ALG community call going on to ALG. Uh, excuse me, accountablelifegroup.com, go, uh, going to the event page. And that call is absolutely free each and every Wednesday night. You can find the Accountable Life Journal on Amazon.com and ALG Coaching. Yeah. Sign up. We have one on one. Well, two on one. You get both of us. That's all I'm saying. You get both of us, and you can do it by yourself or you can do it with a group. Hit us up. You know, we have spots open, and we would love to work with you and help you get to your full potential. And shout uh, out to Doug. Yeah. Doug's one, one of Doug. our first. Doug, I'm so fucking proud of you. Doug, I'm very proud of you. Um, he, he just actually, the first time today, he, he just stepped in the gym and it was terrifying for him, and he was there. And uh, I'm proud of you, Doug. We're going to have Doug on, a, on the podcast soon. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you. As always, stay beautiful. Stay sexy. Stay accountable. Doodles.